We want to welcome everyone to our podcast. I'm, I'm Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. Uh, my colleague is Kevin Clark. He's one of the members here. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for, well, we, we were just told this is our 52nd mm-hmm. podcast, and then we worked together in this same kind of format before. So right. we kind of figured maybe two years we've right. been doing this yeah. together. It's gone very well. We've mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I think each of us has enjoyed it. That's right. And we hope that those who have listened to us and followed with us have enjoyed it as well. We get yeah. lots of good, positive we comments, and we appreciate yeah. all of those. You might be able to hear my voice is a little raspy today, and <laughs> I'm going to try to get through as best I can. Amen. Kevin, you might need to do most of the talking in this session. We're going to transition a little bit mm-hmm. in this session. We're going to go to James chapter 3 mm-hmm. and begin a discussion of several sins that involves our speech. Yes. And uh, we can sin with the tongue in many ways. And uh, we can uh, use obscene language or profane language. We might lie. Mm -hmm. We might gossip. And so there are several ways that we can sin in the way that we speak, in the language that we use or the messages we communicate. And so we want to address those. Now, we don't want to just do a negative Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of approach. There Mm -hmm. are lots of good things we can do with our speech as well. And so we want the listeners and those who are watching to think about that. How can I improve Mm -hmm. the gift that God has given me, the gift of speaking? How can I use that better? What do I need to avoid and what do I need to add to use this gift in the way that God has has, uh, means for it to be used? I think, you know, the ability to communicate is really one of the greatest powers that we possess. You know, they say the pen is mightier than the mm-hmm, sword. Mm-hmm. And so that's just another way of communicating through words. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is. All of us have heard great speeches that have moved us and inspired us and motivated us. There have been great speeches down through history right. that have done that, that have inspired people and motivated people, given long ago, but people still... Mm-hmm. Uh, refer to those speeches and memorize them and, right. and live by them. And so the power of the spoken word mm-hmm. is really immeasurable. And so that's a great gift that God has given us. And I'm not saying that, that we'll be great public speakers and we'll move mm-hmm. thousands and thousands, but our words are powerful. Are. And we need to be careful that we use that power for good rather than harm. Right. Kevin, anything you'd like to and as we begin. And as we talk about this, we're continuing mm-hmm. that broader umbrella topic of pursuing holiness. And so this is just yet another aspect of holiness, holiness in our speech, holiness in how we talk, holiness in how we communicate with others. So uh, we're, we're not trying to earn our way to salvation. We're not trying to establish some kind of work salvation, but we are trying to please our Lord by being as holy as we humanly possibly can in all aspects of our life. And this is one of them in terms of how we speak with other people. And we want to be uh, those who encourage other, those who lift others up, those who draw people to God and, 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 and really build others up. And so, as you said, the tongue has great capacity uh, either to tear down or to build up. And it's amazing 
you know, how I've said a lot of times we hear that little uh, uh, ditty, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that's just a, a flat out lie because words yeah. have the capacity to inflict lasting harm. Yeah. You've that's seen right. folks that have heard things maybe as in their formative years that they were kids and they carry the emotional baggage of those words, those har- the harm from those words for right. decades. That's right. Sometimes. Absolutely. So we want to be very careful in how we deal with our children, how we deal with our spouses, how we deal with our employers, employees our neighbors it just there's not a, a realm of human communication that you can say ah oh, let me just you know just say anything be cavalier and not worry about it no and, and I know a lot of people don't like this uh, this idea of being very careful about your words and we hear people say well we don't want to be politically correct well how about being scripturally correct biblically correct we need to be That's careful right. about what we say we can never be lazy about that before we jump into the substance I do want to say as always want to thank Brother Mark Townsend and Brother uh, Jason Reed, our deacons, two of our deacons here at the Oak Mountain Congregation, who are again with us, who are again making this possible. And we are so very thankful for their capabilities, their knowledge, their talent, their abilities, and just their willingness to lend to their time. It takes a lot of time. They spend a lot of time not only doing these things, but other things as well to facilitate the edification of the saints and the propagation of the gospel. Right, right. Very good. We might ought to include at least a session on the use of social media. That's, That's uh, a good, yeah, absolutely. You know, that has to do absolutely. with the use of words and our ability to communicate. Might not be the spoken word, right, right. but it's still the use of words absolutely. and our ability to communicate and being careful how Great point. we use social media to do that. There, you know, social, maybe we'll get to this if we do a session on it. It such, has such potential for good, and it, it is does. used for good. That's right. But it's used for a great deal of harm it as is. well. And it so been, yeah. we need to think about that. Amen, brother. So let's look, take a look at James chapter yeah. 3 as we can sort of introduce the subject in this session. James begins by saying in verse 1, Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. And then he transitions into a discussion of the use of the tongue and, and our, our speech. Teacher, of course, is someone who speaks. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of uh, creates a, a natural transition. We stumble in many ways. If one, anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. And so James seems to be concerned with things that are perfect. Or mm-hmm. I preached a series mm-hmm. on James one mm-hmm. time and called it Building the Perfect Man. Right, right. And so he talks about the use of the tongue mm-hmm. and praying for wisdom mm-hmm. and being a doer of the word and combining uh, works with faith with works. Right. And that's how you become perfect right. in the Lord. Right. The word perfect means to be complete mm-hmm. or whole or right. mature. Right. 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 And so in verse two, that might be the idea. Mm-hmm. If anyone doesn't stumble in what he says, he's a full grown right. Right. Christian man, spiritual right. man. He's right. reached a level of maturity that immature people don't have. They don't have control over their speech and what they say the way a mature person has. Mm -hmm. And so we stumble in many ways. We know if we're honest with ourselves, we stumble in what we say. That's just one of the many ways in which we stumble. Mm -hmm. But we want to be able to grow and develop and mature to the point where we're able to bridle our tongue. And James says, if we can do that, if we can bridle our tongue, then we can bridle the whole body as exactly. well. Right. And so it seems that James is suggesting that the tongue is especially yes, exactly susceptible right. to, mm-hmm. to wrong. Absolutely. And so if we can do that, mm-hmm. well, then we can do others, 
other things as well. Amen. So comment on, on verse 2 if you'd like. Sure. Well, first I want to go back to what you were saying about not, not many of you become teachers. I understand that to be a public teacher. He's not counteracting the idea that all Christians are to you know, share the gospel and, and speak the gospel. But the idea of being a public teacher, he's like, don't let many of you do that knowing that you'll receive a stricter judgment. And, of course, you know, we, we can talk about <clears throat> whether that judgment is from your fellow man, which is true, or it's from God, which would also be true either or way. Or both, exactly. <laughs> either way, the point is be very careful what you say. And as you say, uh, we do stumble on a lot of things, but there's something about the Word. And I was thinking about this. There's just so many opportunities to sin with the lips. And you think about during the course of an average day, how much we use our mouths, how much we communicate. And, and you can start to understand why if I can control this organ, if I can control my mouth, then really everything else can follow from that because it's the one that's most susceptible. Our Proverbs ten nineteen says in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. The idea being the more that we speak, the more opportunities there are to commit sin with that speech, whether it be lying, gossiping, profanity, uh, and other things of that nature. So it's very important that we work on this day by day, getting better and better about trying to bridle this. We'll talk in a little bit about the fact that uh, it's an ongoing thing because you can never quite tame the tongue. It's not you know one-time thing, okay, I'm done, I finished this, yeah. let me move on to something else. It is a constant thing for the middle age, for the aged, all ages need to bridle their tongues, control their tongues, because as he's about to say in so many different ways, it has such potential to do either great harm or to do great good. And right. we want to avoid the great harm at all costs. So controlling our speech really is just one element of self-control. It absolutely is. Yeah. So that mm -hmm. that's really a key component to pursuing holiness, right. learning how to control yourself. Mm -hmm. Ever said, uh, oh, no, I, I spoke without thinking. Mm -hmm. No, nobody ever speaks without thinking. Right, you thought, yeah. We always <laughs> think before we speak. Right. Now, we might not think long enough, yeah, right. but we always think before we speak. <laughs> right. And so we need to develop the self-control necessary right. to stop, right. you know, right. to stop saying what comes into our mind. Absolutely. And so just have that, that filter and block those things that Amen. we shouldn't say. Think right. twice, think long before we speak. Absolutely. James uses a, a few illustrations mm -hmm. here to, to uh, make a point about how powerful the tongue is. He says in verse 3, we put bits into the horse's mouths so that they will obey us. We direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also, though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, are still directed by very small mm -hmm. rudder mm -hmm. wherever the inclination of the pilot mm -hmm. desires. And then, see, the second part, the last part of verse 5, see how great a forest is set up aflame mm -hmm. by such a small fire. Mm -hmm. And so the tongue is a small part of the body, is what he right. says there in verse 5. Right. And yet it boasts of great things. A bit is not a, not, not a very large right. instrument, uh -huh. but it controls the whole. A horse is a big animal, a strong <laughs> animal. But the rider can control it with that little bit in the uh -huh. horse's mouth. That's right. Uh, the pilot of the the boat. Mm -hmm. The boat is huge. Massive, yeah. The rudder is small in comparison, right. mm -hmm. and yet the pilot, wherever he wants to go, he That's can direct right. that boat. That's right. And then, and so the the tongue is small. Mm -hmm. It's not as large as other parts of the body, other right. organs in the body, and yet it's it's very very powerful. It is. I was looking at uh, that statement in verse four, that it, right at the end, where he says, "Wherever the." inclination of the pilot desires mm -hmm. and so that suggests to me that the the pilot has the ability mm -hmm. to decide 
which direction the boat goes. Mm -hmm. The speaker has the ability to decide right. which direction his speech goes. That's, that's a great point. And, and so wherever the inclination of the pilot mm -hmm. desires. Mm -hmm. And so if we put a little thought into what we say, we can direct our speech right. in the appropriate direction. You know, that's a very important point because you have some people that almost feel like, well, I can't help it. I was raised in a certain environment and I heard everybody around me speak this way and I speak this way and that's just the way, that's my culture, that's the way I was raised and I just can't help it. No, you can help it. Even if you're, I understand that environment can have a bad influence and we'll talk about those things. But as you say, the fundamental point is we control our tongues or we have the ability to. The question is, do we have the will and the desire? All right. Well, let's go a little bit further. Our time is about to get away from us. Yeah. In the following verses, 6, 7, 8, he, he lists uh, several really destructive uh, features, destructive things. Say, how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. The tongue is a fire. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that it's destructive like a fire. It's a very destructive force, or at least it has that potential in our lives. Just like and we hear a lot on the news about the fires, especially out west, mm -hmm. and just how many acres and acres and acres are burned. The tongue is like that. If we're mm -hmm. not careful, I mean, it's just scorched earth once we get through talking, right. and, and it, it can do a lot of harm. Mm -hmm. he, he says it's a, a world of iniquity. Both its nature, it is iniquitous, it's unrighteous, it's wicked, it's evil. It has that potential at any rate. Mm -hmm. And its comprehensive aspect is highlight, highlighted. It's a world of iniquity. If, we don't, if we're not careful, if we don't restrain it a little bit. Mm -hmm. He goes on. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body, the entire person, mm -hmm. the entire personality. So again, we may think that the tongue is a small member of the body, not capable of accomplishing much, but the entire body, mm -hmm. all of us can be damaged and harm can be done through the use of our tongue. Absolutely. Um, and, and it goes on. Uh, it sets on fire the course of our life. Everything about your life can be ruined by what you say. Absolutely. Your family can be ruined. Your right. marriage can be ruined. Right. Your right. friendships can mm -hmm. be ruined. You can lose your career over mm -hmm. what you say. Mm -hmm. That's right. uh, you can alienate your brethren. Right. The entire course of life, mm -hmm. everything about your life, mm -hmm. if you're not careful, it can be ruined by what you say. That's right. And then verse 6, it's set on fire by hell. You need to know anything else <laughs> to persuade you of the danger right. of speech. It's, Amen. It's, now, we can do great things. Right, right, right. And we want to talk about some of those. Right. But we must be aware of the damage that can be done by the tongue. Amen. And James, by adding these descriptions, one after another after another, really makes that point very strongly. Amen. Just yeah. comment on, on those or any, anything that comes to mind. Yeah, and, and I'll just throw it in there at verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame uh, the tongue. So again, it's just illustrating how difficult it is. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison, uh, with it we bless our God and Father, with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. And that was the point you were making, that the tongue has the capacity to do wonderful things. It can praise God. It can worship God. It can edify our brethren. But he says, you know what? 
There's an inconsistency when we use this tongue to bless God our Father, and then we turn around and we curse our fellow man who've been made in the likeness of the God we just yeah. blessed and worshiped. And so it is an unruly evil. One of the points I like to make is it talks about this idea that you cannot tame the tongue. And I, I like to, to, to uh, couple that with Psalm 39.1. And the idea being is, is this is not a one-time thing. It is an ongoing, lifelong endeavor to keep the tongue under control. Psalm 39.1, David says this, I said, I will guard my ways, lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. And I love that concept, restraining my mouth with a muzzle. Think about this. If you've tamed an animal, there's no need for a muzzle, okay? You've broken the animal's spirit. The animal is fine. It doesn't pose any danger to you. But if you have to put a muzzle on an animal, that means it's dangerous. It continues to be dangerous. And so that's what David says. He says, not that I've tamed my tongue in contradiction to James 3. He says, no, I'm going to restrain my mouth with a muzzle. The idea is it always has this potential, and I've got to restrain it at all times lest it do the damage it's capable of doing. He also says it's a restless evil. Yes. And we know what that means to be restless. Yeah. You know, you, we're awake at night sometimes. We can't sleep. We're tossing and turning. Or we're engaged in conversation, maybe uh, um, disagreement even. And we're just we're just itching to talk. You know, yeah. we, just, we just can't <laughs> wait. And, um, well, that's the way the tongue is. I yeah. mean, it's, it's restless. It wants to speak. It mm -hmm. wants to speak. Sometimes suddenly without thinking. Absolutely. And that shouldn't be. James ends up by saying that. <clears throat> that, that what the tongue says will be consistent with the nature or the character of the person That's right. who's speaking. And I thought about Matthew chapter 12 and verse mm -hmm, 34. Mm -hmm. You brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. Right. The good man out of his good treasure, what is good? The evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. Mm -hmm. And so James, he puts it this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Now, if you're a fresh water spring, right. you're going to produce fresh water. If you're That's a bitter right. water spring, you're going to produce bitter water. That's right. Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives or a vine produce fig, figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. So if we want to improve our speech, let's work on our character. Yes. Work yes. on the heart. Mm -hmm. And um, if we can improve that that character, the heart, the inner man, well, then the speech will follow. That's a great, great point because we don't want to be ones that are just focusing on the symptoms. Let's focus right. on the root of the matter, which is the heart. If you get the heart right, then the speech will follow. That's right. That's right. Well, as we said, this is sort of the beginning. Right. We wanted to kind of introduce the, the subject of sins of the tongue uh, with a look at James chapter 3. And, and so we hope that it's been helpful and beneficial and more detail to come. Amen. Appreciate everybody being with us. Hope that uh, we've said some things that uh, kind of make us think about this great, this great blessing that we have and how we use it. I'm going to ask Kevin to close us with a word of prayer. Okay, let's bow our heads. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you ever thankful for all the many things that you have done for us, all the blessings you have enriched our lives with, the physical blessings of food and shelter and clothing and uh, the rule of law that we enjoy in our societies, our families, our children. Uh, just so many things you've blessed us with, the daily sustenance we rely upon, the, the, uh, the, the, the means to, to provide for ourselves and our families and others, i.e. our jobs, sources of income. But most importantly, we are so very thankful for uh, the spiritual sacrifice that was uh, your son on the cross that gives us the opportunity to have 
fellowship with you, to truly be your children, to truly be reconciled to you from the sins that we committed that alienate us from you. We're so very thankful for that and all the spiritual blessings that reside uh, in the blood of your Son and reside in the church that we're in by virtue of that blood. Thank you so very much for also blessing us with your will. And we've had an opportunity not only at this occasion and this podcast, but many of these podcasts, uh, to bring things out from your word. We're so very thankful that you have uh, illuminated these things for us. We know that we cannot guide and guard our, our own footsteps by ourselves. We need the direction of your word. We need that lamp as a light into our feet. And we're so very thankful that you've revealed the things that tell us how we should live, how we should uh, interact with our neighbors, how we interact with ourselves uh, in terms of restraining ourselves. And, and the subject today that we're talking about, the idea of uh, restraining the tongue. We're so very thankful for the tongue on one hand because it does have the potential to do great good. Certainly one of the greatest goods that we can do with our tongue is to proclaim your praises and to worship you and to share the good news of the gospel uh, to a lost and dying world. It's the only means whereby uh, salvation can be achieved by mankind. But we also know that this tongue, as we've studied in this podcast, has the potential to do great harm. Uh, to alienate uh, relationships, whether it be the relationship between a husband and a wife, between parents and their children or children and their parents, uh, between parents and grandparents, between neighbors, uh, co-workers. There's so many things that can be done that creates sometimes lasting harm, the wounds that are inflicted by the tongue. And so let us uh, be mindful of the admonition to control those tongues. And as we have studied to get our hearts right with you, if we have our heart in the right place, then we know that the speech that comes out will reflect that right heart. And so let us be careful about what we read, what we watch, what we listen to, the music we listen to, uh, the entertainment that we willingly uh, bring into our homes, and, and to think on things that are positive, that are joyful, that are uh, holy, that are right. We're all trying to pursue holiness in order to be more like you, and this is certainly an area in which we can do better to be holy in our speech. Please give us the desire uh, to improve every day, not only in this area, but every aspect of serving you and being more like you in all aspects of our life. We ask you to bless those who have heard the program and that they uh, may continue to study and continue to grow. They may search these things out. Don't take our word for it, but to make sure that what uh, Brother Bob and I have said is in accordance with I will, and if so, to internalize that and live by it because it'll make us better servants of yours. We thank you for all the things you have done and continue to do and will do for us. And we ask you to continue to, to bless us in this work of spreading the word uh, among your people and among the world that more people may become members of your church. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.